I'm Katie Mann, and welcome to the Hearts of Fire podcast. What is spirituality? What is creation? How do they intertwine into our lives? These are questions that we will be reflecting on today with our guests and Daniel Young. Before we get to our discussion, I'd like to remind you that whether you're watching this episode live or listening to it on a podcast, make sure to never miss an episode by clicking the subscribe button now. We appreciate your support of the Hearts of Fire podcast. Now on to today's discussion with our guest, Sister Anne. For those of you who don't know her, Sister Anne is a former member of the Congregational Leadership Team and presently ministers in pastoral care at the Mother House. Now I'd like to welcome Sister Anne and thank you for joining the Hearts of Fire podcast today to discuss the spiritual meaning of creation in our lives. Welcome, Sister Anne. How are you doing today? Thank you, Katie. I'm doing just fine. Well, let's dive right into it with a very easy question. So, Sister Ann, how do you interpret the meaning of creation, both in scripture and your life? If we look at the old Baltimore Catechism's definition of sacrament as the outward sign instituted to give grace, we can readily accept the fact that all of creation should be viewed as a sacramental expression of God's infinite love for us because all around us, creation calls. Nothing exists autonomously or independently, but rather everything is related to everything else. We journey through life with the creations of God and thereby come to know him more intimately through them. Each and everything then, no matter how small or seemingly insignificant, is of infinite value because it images God in its own unique being. If we are to see the goodness of God through every aspect of creation, the whole of creation then becomes a place in which to encounter God. Even the secular world recognized this connection between God and his creation. The Russian writer Dostoevsky says it so beautifully, and I quote, love every leaf, every ray of God's light, love persons and plants and animals, love each thing. If you truly love each thing, you will perceive the mystery of God in all things. And once you have begun to perceive it, you will work tirelessly to perceive more and more of it with every passing day. And you will come at last to love the whole world with an entire universal love. I think that's what we are called to if we truly wish to find God in the every day and the every way. I think of creation as the visible reality of God's infinite love for us, expressed in every element of creation. God wants to be known. God wants to be celebrated. His love can't be hoarded or self-contained. It is designed to be shared because it has meaning and purpose 
for all of life. Creation comes from God, reflects the glory of God, and is intended to return to God. Wow. Thank you for that, Sister Anne. And how does creation nurture your spiritual growth? Spiritual growth is a process that happens every day. If we accept and welcome it as the gift that it is. It is based on the fact that the kingdom of God is not in the future. The kingdom of God is within us. And therefore, we can say with St. Catherine of Siena that all the way to God is God. The kingdom is present in the here and now because of our participation in it. Again, another author speaks to me about this presence who aligns every moment and every aspect of our search for God. The Jesuit theologian, Teilhard de Chardin, expresses it with these words. We are not human beings having a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. We have been invited to share a life beyond our wildest dreams. God entered into our world of creation through the person of Jesus. That is what is meant by the incarnation. Finding God in the things of creation naturally lead us to embrace Jesus for he is the divine human word of God made visible. If created realities lead us to believe in a master plan, then the plan must be rooted in Christ, to whom and through whom all things will one day be reconciled. It is certainly through the incarnation, the birth of Jesus made visible, that we see the purpose of creation. Because it is Jesus who sanctifies creation and lifts it above all material realities. It is the person of Jesus who breathes insight into the goodness of the created world as the sacrament of God, an outward sign instituted to give grace. Teod realized that those who seek God find God by turning toward the things of the earth and the cosmos with love and awe and reverence. Studies that we have done over the past few years have led us to a deeper sense of creation, of the universe, of God-centered realities, when confronted by the beauty of nature, 
the immensity of the cosmos, the pleasures of music and art, sculpture and literature, all gifts that bring us to an awareness of a great presence. There is an immense diversity in our world and in the worlds beyond us. And this too is an expression of the goodness of God, calling us to recognize the need for interdependent awareness because everything is related to everything else. All things will one day be reconciled to Christ. Therefore, we have to be aware that our actions can help to move the universe toward its fulfillment in Christ, or they may thwart the goal. That is why we have a responsibility to preserve, conserve, and always acknowledge our interdependence on creation as it relates to our actions and our concern for this planet and for one another. That is what is meant by good stewardship. Wow, thank you again for that, Sister Anne. And moving forward, what does spirituality mean to you? As far as what spirituality means to me, I believe that it is caught up in this goodness of God and my response to that goodness. Again, I go back to how creation colors my perception of God's love for me because he is the author of all that I am and all that I believe. Let's consider the universe, the cosmos in particular. How awesome is the fact that the sun is only one star amidst billions in the Milky Way galaxy. The Milky Way galaxy is only one amidst billions of galaxies. That the planet Earth is one among countless. That the universe itself is beyond any measure of our understanding or imagination. Yet all are held together by the love of our God. This opens a window into spirituality because it is incredible to be alive and to be part of something as beautiful as this creation. In thinking about the gurus of creation, I think of St. Francis. While certainly it is Christ who enabled Francis to see that everything is imbued with the goodness of God, it is how Francis lived his life 
in Christ that shaped his relationship to creation. Poverty, humility, and compassion were the values that forged Francis to see humanity and creation linked to such an extent that he could speak of created things in human terms. And so he speaks of brother fire, sister water, mother earth. Humanity and creation are interconnected, but all are of God. Let me return to a moment, for a moment, to Teon, for his words on humanity's role in sustaining creation. He writes, quote, Lord Jesus, who are as gentle as the human heart, as fiery as the forces of nature, as intimate as life itself, you in whom I can have mastery and freedom. I love you as a world, as this world, which has captivated my heart. He goes further to say, let my heart be broken with the things that break the heart of God. Beautiful. Sister, I have a final question for you today. Are there any literary works that speak of creation to you? I guess for me, spiritual as well as secular literary works that are rooted in the central message of God's presence in all of creation. And anyone who can make this connection would be among those I would like to read. It is certainly present in the Psalms and in the wisdom literature of the Bible. I don't think in terms of book titles, but rather of authors. I have spoken of Teilhard, of Francis. I find his presence in poets such as Mary Oliver, Mary Sarton, Joyce Rupp, Maya Angelou, in the American futurist, Barbara Marx Hubbard. In spiritual and secular writers as Thomas Merton, Henry Nowen, Henry David Thoreau, Richard Raw, In the environmentalists, Thomas Berry, and Brian Swin. In creative writers as C.S. Lewis. In the works of the Franciscan, Ilya Delia. And in the spirituality 
of the mystics, notably our brother, the Dominican, Meister Eckhart. Let me share one of Eckhart's thoughts. He writes, quote, we are to apprehend God in all things, for God is in all things. Every single creature is full of God and is a book about God. Every creature is a word of God. If I spent enough time with the tiniest creature, even a caterpillar, I would never have to prepare a sermon. So full of God is every creature. Eckhart was a 13th century theologian, signaling that even then, creation was viewed as an explosion of God's love, which brings forth out of nothing the entire created world. It would seem that this love continues to grow, to expand, and there is simply nothing that can contain it. God simply offers it as gift. Joyce Rupp, in her insightful book, The Cosmic Dance, writes of her love of the created world and her sadness of one day having to leave it. Even though she, as are we all, through God's immeasurable grace, assured that the pervasive love of God patiently awaits our long-expected homecoming. And so Joyce writes, The unknowns of the beyond do not bother me. It is the giving up of this life so intertwined with the beauty and the goodness of earth that causes me to wonder at a joy beyond this side of life to equal what I have known here in beauty. I simply must trust, like the unborn babe who swims in the beauty of life within the womb, that beyond what I know here, there is something else equally as beautiful, and it will claim my heart just as fully." End quote. Surely that reality is beyond anything in this created world. For we will one day rest secure 
in the source of all goodness and life. Paul says it very well. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man what God has prepared for those who love him. And then, of course, there is our Holy Father, Pope Francis, who is deeply imbued with environmental justice and sees all of creation as a gift to the human person through which life is to be found and given. As he points out, and I quote, the world is to care for humanity and humanity is to care for the world as a gift from God. It is a sign of God's love to be treasured on our journey towards God and to be shared and cared for by all generations. It is our common home. Until we are on the other shore of life and creation and at home with God, end quote. The Irish poet, Joseph Mary Plunkett, speaks about the intimate bond between God the creator and humanity when he writes, quote, I see his blood upon the rose and in the stars, the glory of his eyes. His body gleams amid eternal snows. His tears fall from the skies. I see his face in every flower, the thunder and the singing of the birds are but his voice. And carven by his power, rocks are his written words. All pathways by his feet are worn. His strong heart stirs the ever-beating sea. His crown of thorns is twined with every thorn. His cross is every tree." End quote. I think then of my place and yours in this magnificent world that God has given so graciously and generously to us. I ask myself if one day it will matter that I was part of this gifted creation because I do believe that God has a singular purpose for each and every one of us and that he expects 
all of us to fill the world with love our whole life through. I recall that the start of each day in school, I always began morning prayer with the children saying, good morning, dear Jesus. This day is for you. I ask you to bless all I think, say, and do. I thank you, sweet Jesus, for the gift of my life. I truly believe that I am good, wholesome, and holy, beautifully and wonderfully made. The word of God spoken only once. And so the question is, how will I, how or how will you realize and view our gift of life as a reflection of God's infinite love for us? Wow. I think that's all I can say after hearing from you, Sister Ann, and especially leaving us with that question to think of. And um, you know, just thank you for joining us today. And we hope that you will join us for future discussions. And it's always a pleasure to hear from you. Thank you, Sister Ann. Thank you, Katie. And before we go, I'd like to remind you that if you enjoyed today's discussion, please let us know by giving the Hearts of Fire podcast a five-star rating wherever you're listening to your podcast. And we hope that you will join us for our next episode with Sister Shirley Jackson, where we will further uh, further continue our conversation on spirituality and really discuss what it means to her. Thank you again for tuning in today to the Hearts of Fire podcast. And please know that you are in the prayers of our sisters and associates. Thank you.